Hello, Sharifa. Uh, very pleased to have you on the Troncast today. It's always fun to, to talk to people who are a little further away from me than I am. You're in California today, is that right? Absolutely, right here in Los Angeles, California. Lovely, lovely. Well, uh, I took a quick look at your profile and some of the things you're doing, and uh, it looks like you're doing some really interesting things, helping people with podcasts, videos, that sort of thing. But there's there's always more to it than that. Uh, I think you have an interesting backstory, so I'd, I'd love for you to share it with us. Yes, I, I just like to help businesses and entrepreneurs. I built my first website in 1994 and spent the last 25 years helping business owners um, in between getting laid off at my day job. So I was laid off over seven times. And, and every time I would get laid off, I would go back to focusing on being an entrepreneur. I knew that I couldn't continue to put all my eggs in one basket. So I had to figure, you know, figure it out. And so I launched my own companies, which is my TV network in March of last year. That's the Crossroads TV. And then I have my consulting company through Ask Sharifa, where I consult with business owners as well as interview them. So I can interview them on my podcast. Some people are scared of video, but I also do video interviews, which allow business owners, entrepreneurs, celebrities, entertainers, brands, artists, the whole nine yards to really just share their stories because it's not too often that people have an opportunity to find out about the business, excuse me, about the person behind the business. Well, I think, I think that's wonderful. And, and what's so uh, interesting to me about the times we live in is that it's getting to be more and more about the story, even though the technology is getting crazy and AI is everywhere and, you know, we are technology from one ear to the other. It still comes down to the story and the interesting stories about people and their, you know, their triumphs and their trials and all that sort of thing. And, you know, you're a perfect example because I'd love to hear about, about how you got laid off because uh, I've talked so many times about, you know, how ridiculous it is that companies get good people in a good place and then, they shift everything around. Yeah. So do you have any, any fun stories from there you care to tell? I can tell some stories. I, I can't promise you they're going to be fun because they weren't fun at the moment. But the one thing is weird that I always say, you know, when I was a child, I was a real big fan of like all of these sci-fi shows. And they will always say that automation would be the death of jobs. And everybody was right. like, no robot would ever do, you know, our jobs. And then here in the 2019, 2018, 2001, that's really what happened. You know, managers and bosses, they used to have a, a ton of secretaries. You know, if they were successful companies, they had a ton of secretaries because they had to type up everything. They had to do all the documents, read through all of this. You know, you needed all this staff, but now you don't need the same amount of staff to operate a business. You can just basically go to the internet, enter the information in five seconds, which would have taken months before. So the question became, what do you do with all these people? You know, and right. I was laid on seven times, but I, you know, I was never fired. One company, you know, I'm in California, as we said, one company relocated to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, again, I'm here in Southern California in Long Beach yeah. company located all the way to Chatsworth, 
California and that was not a doable commute for, for me on a daily basis. Right. You know, another company didn't receive their second round of funding. Another company, you know, let, hired tons of people and then laid off hundreds of people. Everybody they had hired that year, they just laid off. So it was never personal. And that's what my first book was about. It was it was titled From Laid Off to Love and Life. And that's right. what I talked about some of these experiences. And so I learned a lot from those experiences. And when I first got laid off, I was so, I, I'm not going to use the word depressed, but let me say I was down right. because I felt hopeless. I felt like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to get another job. And what most people don't understand about the emotional effect of being laid off when you get fired whether you admit it to anybody else in the world you know you did something wrong you know seriously yeah so i hear you so when you quit a job most people the typical person doesn't leave a job unless they have something else planned you know you leave your job to go back to school you leave your job because your spouse wants you to be a stay-at-home You leave your job because you're leaving to relocate all the way to North Dakota. And so you usually transition somewhere else. You have another job that that you're going to take. But when you're laid off and and what I always, you know, again, tell people is that I was I had perfect attendance. I had several times when I was employee of the month, you know, and so I'm like, from being employee of the month to now you no longer have a job. So it kind of hits you because the bill collectors and the landlord they don't want to hear i got laid off it they you know they don't really care about it. you know <laughs> especially the first time when i was laid off you know 2001 2002 they didn't start a lot of these unemployment programs until like 2008 where people's like okay the whole world's getting laid off let's figure out how to help some of these people because everybody's going to lose their homes everybody's going to lose their cars but initially there was really not a lot of concern. And so, but I learned a lot. And then when I began looking for jobs, I remember one man in particular, he told me, he said, Sharifa, your resume is like an engineer. He said, because you have such a diverse skill set. And I was like, I took that and kind of ran with it because uh-huh. I can do everything from network a computer to design a website, market the website, do the PR, do the social media. I mean, I, I went to college to be an accountant. So it's like there's so many avenues that I can explore in order to help a business. And so that's what I do now is just focus on using my skills to be self-employed, to start my own companies, to create jobs and just simply help businesses. And so that's why I wrote my second book, which will be released tomorrow. So yes, it will be out tomorrow. Yes. Um, on Wednesday, March 6th. So I don't know when this is coming out. So if it's not available on my website at asksharifa.com, when anyone goes there, if they just put the contact form and send me a little email to say, hey, I heard your interview and I, you know, on Tron and I want to get your book, I'll make sure when it's actually released that they'll get a copy of it. But right. the, my second book is signs you might be an entrepreneur how to discover the entrepreneur in you i mean because so tell me about some of the signs because that's fascinating because a lot of people look at independent business people and go not for me but yes people think being an entrepreneur is just simply somebody who doesn't want to work for somebody else that's not it 
one of the, the main things I've seen or signs of successful people, successful business owners, and I use the word entrepreneur, but I, I don't like to use that word because you should go from being an entrepreneur to being a business owner. That's mm -hmm. what you should do. And so business owners, the successful business owners, they all are never satisfied. They're never satisfied. When you look at the most successful people, they're never satisfied. And that's not in a negative way, but they build one company and then they go over to another company. I mean, look at Elon Musk. Was he satisfied after PayPal? <laughs> you know, no. No. they continue. They continue. Look at Oprah Winfrey. She had years with the Oprah Winfrey show. Was she just, oh, I did the Oprah Winfrey show? No, she launched her own television network. So the main yeah. thing that I always see of successful entrepreneurs and successful business owners is that they're never satisfied. They understand that they may have a quote unquote failure a million times, but they know that that success is right around the corner. So they keep going. Right. That's Number that's one a thing. big sign, isn't it? Right. Yes, if you just is. want to keep going. That's a big part of it. It absolutely is. One of the other main things that I always see is that business owners have to find a solution. They're solution oriented. They mm -hmm. can find solutions to any problem and not only find a solution to any problem, they find solutions to problems people didn't even know existed. Right. Right. <laughs> Like cell phones. Who knew we needed to carry phones around with us, right? I was perfectly happy with a roll of quarters in my pocket. <laughs> you tell it on yourself. You tell it on yourself. You tell, oh, it's you all right. It's all right. <laughs> you was at that pay phone. You know it. <laughs> with a pager. <laughs> yes, all those things happen. And somebody said, you know what? I'm not going out. It's snowing outside. Let me figure out a way to talk to people who not in my house from here and, and they right. figured the the cell phone i mean and that's what people do who are, who are successful in business yeah so that's pretty fun so you must bring an interesting perspective to the work that you do with your clients because not only do you have a varied background but you've you know you've been kind of you know through the ringer or whatever you want to call it of watching businesses succeed enough that they move away and leave employees or grow themselves broke, they hire a whole bunch of people and then they're done, you know? So all these different things. So tell me how some of those experiences inform what you do. You made an excellent point. I believe that the one area that comes in, I see that the most is because I do a service which is called website analysis. Now it's not even a specific service that I offer. It's just something I usually wind up doing because with my PR company in the news PR, people contact me and they want PR. And I'm like, yeah, right. I know you can talk to the media and all. let me look at your website. You know, so I go to their website and I look at it and I, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, we're gonna change this, change this, add this, move this, re remove this. And then we can move forward with PR and they make the changes and they're like, wow, I had a million people come to my website and everybody said it looks nice. And I said, I know, but this is my profession. This is what I do. I'm a business consultant. My specialty is monetizing businesses, monetizing websites. So when you ask your neighbor, Jane down the street, how she likes your website, what else is she supposed to say aside from it's nice? <laughs> right, right. 
the question that you didn't ask Jane was, okay, do you think this website is going to make me some money? Cause then she might've given you a different answer because I look at websites and I know, you know, cause what me, people forget about websites is two things. Number one, websites are nothing more than an electronic business card, nothing more. You know, so you have to tell the people the same information that you would basically put on a business card. And I look at some websites and I'm like, you don't even have a phone number on this website. How are they going to call you if they have questions? You know, I look at it like that. And then people don't understand that websites are real estate. Just and what's the most important thing for real estate offline? I know you know that. Hey, location, location, location. Amen. But people don't look at, at websites as real estate. Right. And so what they, what they do is they don't realize that certain things must be above the fold. Mm -hmm. And they have all their, their wonderful, good, you know, selling information way down on that page. Or they may have it on page eight. But because right. they're so familiar with their website, they think everyone is going to love it because they love it and they're passionate about it. And it's not only that they love it and that they're passionate about it. What happens is people, and I, and I always tell people this, I have seen some of the most attractive, well-designed, professionally designed websites that have made no money. Right. I have seen zero, I mean, made zero dollars. Yeah. I have seen some of the most unprofessional, just, you, you look at it and you're like, what, what, what is all of this? But well, yeah, right. You you ask you ask somebody who has dogs, and they'll say, "I don't care if my dog is ugly. Does he hunt?" Right? Exactly. Exactly. You see, you with me. I know you understand all this. We on the same page because it, those unattractive websites. I have seen those that have made tons of money, and I'm not talking about oh, I guessed they made money. I'm talking about, I looked in the back end and I'm like, how do you get all these orders every day? Right. You know, but right. it was certain information lined up in certain ways and specific ways that, like you said, it, they had the ability to hunt. So they did his job where some people, they want to have pretty pictures and rainbows and they go, what's Tarifa? I don't have any sales. I'm like, okay, well, let's take down some of these rainbows. And let's put some calls to action. And maybe maybe we should put your book that you're trying to sell on the homepage. Right. And then they're like, but nobody's ever told me that. I'm like, this is what I do. This is what I do. I eat, sleep, breathe this world and have been doing it for 25 years. Well, and, and so many things have changed and so many things haven't changed. I, I sometimes talk about Tradigital marketing, right? We, we're doing all the same things we've always done. It's just in the digital age, it gets a lot more interesting. You have a lot more information. You can track everything. You can make changes. But really, we're still doing the same thing we always did. We're making a pitch and asking for the deal. Absolutely. And what changes, and it benefits me because People understand marketing, they understand certain things, but sometimes they get confused with the technology or the new ways of doing things. I mean, I've had back in the day, I remember clients who business, you know, I'm a business consultant and they would contact me because they wanted to figure out how to download Yahoo Instant Messenger because it was new to them. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm like, okay, well, that's not technically what I do, but look, click next, click next.
click next, click finish. You installed it, you know, but they just want that person who makes them feel safe about being online or that next step that they're about to take. And the majority of my business comes from referrals and those, and people call me and they say, Sharifa, I don't really know what you do, but I heard you on Tron and I just figured I asked Sharifa and I'm like, good, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Right, right. So from the things you're seeing and the and the work you're doing now, what what are a couple trends that are really interesting to you on the marketing conversion side of things? What what are you seeing? You're going, oh, I like this. It's working. It's got legs. Um, the one thing that I, I like is probably going to go against everything everyone else says, but that's why people ask Sharifa, like the biggest trend that everybody says is that you have to be on every social media platform. You have to be on every social media platform. And I prefer Facebook personally. Mm-hmm. I love to talk and engage through Facebook. And what most people don't understand is that there are literally millions and millions of social networks. There's no way in the world you could even possibly be on all the social networks. And if you were, there's no way you would even be able to comment or post on them daily. I mean, I know there are, there are tools like Social Oomph, there's Hootsuite and all of those, but literally millions of social networks. So when I launched my first radio show in 2009 the reason and it was asked sharifa radio people came to me is because their traditional marketing people understood marketing but they didn't understand what a tweet was right right so they had to ask sharifa and so i talked to them about social media online and internet and hosting and different things and so i was on you know twitter i was on linkedin i had hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter when I was on Twitter. I had over 15,000 connections on LinkedIn when I was on LinkedIn. Then I just got to a point where I said, you know what? I'm talking to way too many people. I have way too many people who have access to me. And I want to focus on the people that I actually know. And so I closed down my Twitter, I closed down my LinkedIn, and I still have my Facebook fan page. And I and I interact more, which builds the engagement, as opposed to just being able to say, oh, yeah, I'm here, I'm on Twitter, I'm on there, I'm on this. But are you really able to interact, which builds the engagement? So that's one of the things that I see where most people will say you have to be everywhere. And my philosophy is more of be present in the places that you are actually on. I think that's wise. I think that's wise, especially if... That's where you're getting the real conversations. Yes. Because all of these little, you know, it's great to get likes and views and all, those are great, but are they, are they leading to anything, right? So that's the big question most of the time, isn't it? For me, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. So what's, what's so tell me a little bit about a, a project you're working on now that's, that's got you, you know, thinking about the relationship between 
the consultant and the marketer and the business owner, because sometimes that's a really interesting relationship where it'll often go really well. And sometimes it gets bumpy, but it's two very different perspectives there. And uh, I'm wondering if you can tell me a story about how that kind of worked to bring about some really new advantages for the business. Wow. See, I always tell people, even though my whole brand is Ask Sharifa, you may not want to ask Sharifa because when you ask Sharifa, you're going to get the honest to God truth as I know it. So I don't have a lot of stories where we are kind of bumping heads or that sort of thing, because what happens initially when I, I meet with the potential customer, potential client, and I feel that energy of where they're like, oh, are you sure you can do this? How many times have you done that? Where, you know, And they ask me too many questions, then, then I'm more like, okay, well, you know what? I'm not necessarily a good fit for you. Now, it's not that I mind questions. It's just that you have to trust th that I know what I'm doing, especially through a referral. So I give you know, information, I send over information, but there are certain people, and I'm gonna give you an example. And this is actually happened to me yesterday where I was working with a client and this client and I have been working on this website to complete this website and it's still not complete. And I don't do website design anymore. I can, but I usually don't because is is I, I would like to focus on other things, you know. I'm running my TV network, my PR, so it takes time. So we've yeah. been working on this website since I would say at least September. Now, the reason why I haven't completed this website is because when I'm working with the client, I tell the client I need this, 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 and this, and the client says, "Okay," takes the information and gives it to her assistant. Her assistant is supposed to send me the information and you know we com we complete the project. But we've all been going around in this circle where it's, it's like not getting done. So yesterday the assistant called me and mind you I had already said because what I do with people even a new client is I tell them okay, they always want to know what's going to happen 5 years down the line and I can give them an overview, but I always say, okay, do this, this, and this. Once you have done this, then come back to me. So I gave the assistant multiple times, do this, 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 and this. I need this, this, and this, and this. So she came back to me yesterday and she hadn't completed her steps. And I said, okay, well, if you haven't done this, then how am I supposed to figure out this other part? And she said to me, well, I can't do that because you failed to make this change. And I said, okay, well, you know what? I'll just continue this call later and I'll work directly with the client. Mm -hmm. And I said, you have a good day. Thank you. So I got off the phone. And then an hour later, the assistant called me back because the client was just like, well, did you do this, this, and this? And the assistant said to her, no. And she said, well, call Sharifa back. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> And then move forward because I need this website done. You know, I'm, I always tell people, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm so honest, is that I've been divorced twice. My, my children are 22 and 25. 
I've been doing this for 25 years. I've raised millions of dollars, like literally millions of dollars. The last um, company that I worked for as director of marketing, and I was there from 2013 to 2018, we raised between six and say $8 million just through social media marketing. Yeah. I designed the website did the business plan, turned the business plan into the SEC filings, then took the company public, did all the social media, took the Facebook from no, from I created the Facebook, took it to 26,000 followers, mm. did radio advertising and, and literally not figuratively, literally raised millions. So nice. when, when I'm working with people, I'm like, okay, these are the things I need you to do. And then if they're unable to do them, I'm like, okay, well, we're going to have to figure this out a different way because, you know, I'm more like, tr you have to, tr you know, it's like the general. I'm more like the general. You know, you can't right. be um, one of the sergeants asking the general, how do they know where they're going? You know what I mean? Like your job is to follow. That's right. And the to-do list is there to be done, right? So. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, that's really interesting. So th th tell me quickly about your uh, movie production, your TV production. Uh, that sounds really like a lot of fun because who doesn't love good visuals and good stories, right? So tell me a little bit more about that. That is my baby. That is my passion. Everything else is work, but I love my Crossroads TV. And that's because, again, the company that I raised millions for was a TV network. And so when I left there in March of 2018, I had all these relationships. And that's why I launched my own PR company as well. It's like I have media relationships. I can't even watch television without knowing half of the celebrities on TV. I'm like, oh, that's my friend. That's my friend. You know, so I'm like, what do I do? to bring all these resources together. So I launched yeah. my TV network. And so because of the relationships that I have with distribution, I already have distribution. So what I am is a production company, but I have distribution, whereas many production companies don't have distribution. Mm. So what I do is focus on producing the content and then licensing it to other networks. Right. Well, that's an interesting position to be in because it's uh, from the... The teeny tiny, teeny bit I know about any of that is it is tough to be able to get even great content in front of the right people and get it out, right? That's, yeah. a, that's probably the challenge of our time is the people who make great content are sometimes as frustrated as I am when I put out, you know, sometimes I like to call it authentic content, right? <laughs> yes. You're a smart man. I see with a little bit, you know, you know a lot because- the thing about it is people don't understand most businesses, but Hollywood in particular is invite, invite only. It's by invitation only. Mm -hmm. You can't go and say, hey, I have great content. With today's technology, you can literally, and people do it all the time, make films and TV shows on their iPhone. Right. But the question is, what are you going to do with it? That's the question. If you have no right. distribution... You could take it to YouTube. It's some, it works for some people. There are young kids. I've seen some young kids, 20 years old, 17 years old. They become viral video stars. But it's not as easy as you think to do. So when you produce something, if you have no distribution, then again, the question is, where do you take it? Right. Right. Well, so who do you want to come talk to you and how do you want them to find you? Because it sounds like you could 
offer people some really great stuff, both on the, on the marketing side, but particularly it sounds like in the production and distribution of good video content and shows. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want pe people to contact me and ask Sharifa, whatever their thoughts are, wherever I can be of service, wherever I can help. I always tell people you can visit me on any of the websites. They all linked up from AskSharifa.com and Sharifa's S-H-A-R-I-F as in Frank, A-H, AskSharifa.com. You'll see my Crossroads TV link, my In the News PR link, my In the News magazine link. They're all linked up on Ask Sharifa. They're all actually interlinked but there's a contact form or just give me a call or send me a text 562-822-0965. Again, that number is 562-822-0965. All right. Well, I think it would be wise to ask Sharif for some questions because <laughs> you have some great experience and some great perspective to offer people. And I'm honored you took a little time to chat with me on the Troncast and I always love talking about marketing. I'm a marketing geek of my own, and it's it's just fun talking about all of that. So it shows. I, thanks for taking some time. I sure appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. It shows. It was definitely my pleasure. All right. Well, thanks so much. And hey, if you're still listening, ask Sharifa, all right? What do you do for sales training and team building exercises? What do you do for customer service training and team building exercises? I know you're trying all kinds of things and there's some good stuff out there. But I swear, if anyone ever asked me to do another trust fall, my brain's gonna explode. So let's come up with something different. I've been trying to find something different for a while. And I thought, well, why not? Let's come up with a sales training game or a customer service training game, something fun that everyone can get into and that they can laugh about and challenge each other and poke each other a little bit and feel some of the emotional ups and downs that you get when you're in customer service and sales. So I went to a game jam uh, headed up by the local regional economic development group here in Columbia and Boone County, Missouri. And I met a group of game developers and we had so much fun that we ended up creating a game called Starship Junkyard, which is a great and hilarious way to do team building for your businesses, for your sales teams, for your customer service teams. And it's turned out to be just a great family and friends game too. Something you can sit down and play for half an hour, an hour, or a great pub game. It's hilarious. It's called Starship Junkyard, and you can find it on Facebook at uh, the Starship Junkyard, the card game. You can buy it on thegamecrafter.com. Go to thegamecrafter.com and look up Starship Junkyard and buy a copy and play it. It's hilarious. So try that for your next team building exercise. Try that for your next sales training meeting. Sit down and play Starship Junkyard and you will be happy you did. Go check it out on Facebook, Twitter. Go buy the game at thegamecrafter.com. The Starship Junkyard, the card game. Thank you.